everybody. Welcome back. This is episode 47.5 and it's a bonus day. Just one B. Bonus. It's just one Beth today. Mm-hmm. And today I have a bad story, which I always do on bonuses because they're they're more plentiful than yes. upper stories are. Yes. Do you have anything before we get started? Nope. I'm ready to hear what you're going to talk about. All right. I'm going to tell you about a man named Jesse Downs. Okay. Jesse Downs is a 30-year-old landscaper, or at least he was at the time that this happened, in Haverhill, Massachusetts. And he had a physically demanding job, and he was really used to working long hours. When he wasn't working, he was an avid bike rider, and he was full of energy. He had a girlfriend of nine years. Her name was Melissa Merrill, and he was loving towards her. He was caring, and he happily helped her take care of four children. August 30th, 2013 was a warm Friday afternoon, but more importantly, it was payday. Jesse was walking near Lafayette Square in Haverhill around 2 p.m., heading down Winter Street towards the bridge over Little River. It was just a walk on a summer day on his way to go cash his paycheck. Mm-hmm. Totally by coincidence, a childhood friend of Jesse's, Maria Baez, happened to be driving down Winter Street where he was walking. She saw Jesse and she started rolling down her window to say hello. Just then, she noticed that three men were walking behind Jesse, and one of them yelled something or shouted something that got his attention. And as they got closer to Jesse, two of them started just punching him in his upper body. Jesse was fit, but he was not a big guy. He was five foot six, 130 pounds. The two men attacking him were much larger. One was six foot two and 160 pounds, so just all lean muscle. Hmm. And the other was five foot 10 and 180 pounds, so a little bit beefier. The third man didn't participate in the unprovoked assault, but he also didn't try to stop it. The shorter of the two assailants grabbed Jesse's hands and arms so that he couldn't defend himself, and the taller man continued punching him. At that point, the taller man bent forward, reached down, picked Jesse up, and slammed him back down onto the concrete sidewalk, viciously smashing him headfirst into the pavement. Mm. Once Jesse was on the ground, both men continued stomping on him and kicking him, absolutely brutalizing this innocent man who had just been minding his own business, and now he's critically injured. So he did know at least one of the guys, right? He did not know any of these guys. Oh, so okay. So they said something to him, not necessarily, hey, Jesse. They just yeah. said something that made him I don't around. know if they even said something to him. Maybe mm-hmm. one of the guys said, there's a guy, let's get him. Gotcha. Nobody really clarified what they actually said that got his attention. It had all been happening really fast. And when someone in a car honked their horn, all three of these men took off running down the street. Maria, who was there in traffic and saw what had happened, Mm -hmm. started following them in her car, the guys that are running off. And she's calling 911 at the same time. So she continued to relay information to the 911 operator as she continued following the attackers. Another eyewitness, Christopher Syke, who was also driving down Winter Street and saw the attack, was actually the person who had honked his horn to try to run off the attackers. He said it had happened too quickly for anybody to actually help Jesse defend himself, Mm -hmm. but he thought by honking the horn maybe he could at least stop the assault. Right. And he was right. It did stop the assault. Well, let's them know you're not just... It was a busy street. These guys knew that somebody was going to see them. They Not just didn't only give are a crap. We, like witnessing this, we're actually paying attention and like exactly. So yeah, so, so it was a good thing to do. Because Maria 
his childhood friend, had alerted police, Officer Brian Bailey was dispatched to the location of the attack, but was then redirected to the location she had followed them to, which was about a quarter mile away. When the officer arrived there, two men matching the physical descriptions and clothing of the attackers were seen, and the officer stopped them to speak to them. I don't know what happened to the second guy, because the document I found was only focused on the taller subject. Mm -hmm. But I assume that when the officer started talking to the taller guy, the shorter guy just kind of disappeared. Okay. Upon Officer Bailey's approach, the taller suspect started flailing his arms, screaming, yelling, just kind of going off. He asked dispatch to have Maria come by to identify that he was actually speaking to the correct guy. Okay. Because after police got there, Maria had just driven around the block or something. Mm -hmm. She did not want the suspects to see her and know that she had been the one to identify them. So she drove by and then called dispatch to tell them that Officer Bailey was indeed speaking to one of the men that she saw attacking Jesse. Okay. Officer Bailey arrested the man for disorderly conduct, basically for the screaming and yelling and the acting like an idiot standing on the side of the street, put him handcuffed into the cruiser. He then drove him to the location where Jesse had been attacked. He found Jesse sitting on a curb, holding his head. Officer Bailey took the guy out of the cruiser, and the guy started screaming at Jesse, I hit you? You said I fucking hit you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, people actually saw you fucking hit him. God. And you did a lot more than hit him. How stupid do you have to be to do that in such a public place and be like... Exactly. It's you can't so... gaslight the whole community to unsee that. That's like, right. That's stupid. right. Jesse couldn't identify the man for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was completely in shock. And the guy was put back in the cruiser and taken to the police station. The taller attacker's name, the guy that we just talked about, is Rodney McCray. He was 21 years old and had no prior police arrest record. Mm -hmm. Later, while being transported from the police station on the night of the assault, McCray repeatedly asked Officer Dennis Moriarty multiple times, multiple ways, how much time was he likely to get for these crimes? He wanted to know if he was going to get life. He asked if he told the truth, could he get less time? He also stated, seriously, I didn't kill no one, right? I'm just going to say everything I did. I can't go away for life. Um, well... (laughs) Yeah. It's hard for me to really feel worried about you right now, Mr. McRae. Another police officer continued looking for the second attacker that had kind of skedaddled after Officer Bailey pulled over the first guy. And in the search for him, he came across the third man who had not participated in the attack. The second man was eventually identified through these associates as Roberto Hilario, who was 20 years old, and it was several days after the assault before Hilario was actually found and apprehended. God, these kids are so young. Yeah, to do shit like this. Mm. It just blows my mind. And you said there was no prior arrest. Yes. So, like, they just snapped and did this. I don't... Or they would just never been caught before. That's true. I think that's probably the case. Fair enough. Jesse had been transported to the nearest hospital, where a doctor called for a CAT scan, but Jesse lost consciousness before they could perform it. His brain had a heavy bleed on the left side where he had impacted the sidewalk. His brain was swelling very quickly, and the ER doctor concluded his brain was close to herniation from the swelling. He needed immediate surgery to relieve pressure on his brain, so he was then airlifted to another hospital for emergency brain surgery. Ultimately, Jesse had three major surgeries, had a portion of his skull replaced with plastic due to the damage that just shattered the bone Mm -hmm. and the damage to his brain. He was placed on life support three times. He couldn't speak at all for over a year. 
He was in a rehabilitation facility for four months before finally being released to home care. The two suspects were indicted in September 2013 on assault and battery causing serious bodily injury, assault and battery with a dangerous weapon, and assault and battery, just the general charge. Mm -hmm. McRae was also charged with witness intimidation after the attack, and I don't know who it was alleged that he had tried to intimidate, but ultimately he was not convicted of that charge, so that's kind of surprising because he does sound like the exact type of person to do that. Yeah, but maybe the person was afraid to be on record saying that. Exactly. I get it. Hilario pled guilty in 2014 and was sentenced to 10 to 12 years in state prison. McRae, the guy who actually threw him onto the sidewalk, McRae went to trial in 2015 and both Jesse's girlfriend, Melissa, and Jesse himself bravely testified in court. At the time of the trial in 2015, after two years of treatment and occupational therapy, he could barely move his right arm. His right hand still wouldn't open. He was unable to drink liquids or eat solid food except for yogurt. He was still on a feeding tube, had a pump in his stomach, and needed constant personal care for things like eating, using the bathroom, showering. Mm -hmm. Basically, all the things that, as an adult, it would be mortifying not to be able to do. Right. Jesse only began starting to get his speech back in time for the trial in 2015. He had hoped to be able to regain his ability to walk, but was still in a wheelchair and couldn't transfer himself in and out of it because his arm didn't work. Mm -hmm. Melissa testified that Jesse used to be independent, but now any outing, like going to the park, is a challenge. She said even thinking about taking vacation is unlikely since two people are needed to carry him out of the house and put him into the van. Mm In court, McRae stood expressionless and seemingly without remorse. He elected not to address the court prior to sentencing, didn't even say he was sorry for doing this to him. His attorney argued that punishing McRae was in fact punishing his three-year-old daughter who would now be without her father until she's an adult. But you know what? I personally have a hard time believing that a guy who had no prior record, mm-hmm. a guy who was just walking down the street and randomly attacked a complete stranger with no provocation at all, Mm -hmm. slamming his brain into a sidewalk, leaving him with devastating permanent injuries, that guy is unlikely to be some kind of a stellar dad. Yeah. He's probably abusive at home. That's what I was going to say. Like, if he does this so... Easily. Casually. in public, can you imagine when he's, like, behind closed doors? Just casually walking down the street and nearly kill somebody for absolutely no reason. Yeah. He he had no reason to target Jesse. Jesse did nothing to offend him. Mm-hmm. So that little girl got lucky that that asshole is out of her life. And to be honest, they're acting like he's got the death penalty and now, oh, you're taking her dad away. No, she can have a relationship with him. He, he's just not going to be free during it. Like, that's... Yeah. Unfortunately, like I do feel bad for her, but at the same time, I think it's probably preventing her from being abused as a child. Oh, for sure. The jury deliberated for two hours before McRae was found guilty of all the assault and battery counts. On the first count of assault and battery with a dangerous weapon, meaning the pavement, mm-hmm. he was sentenced to 14 and a half to 15 years. On the second count, assault and battery with a shod foot, he was sentenced to five to 10 years a consecutive. Shod foot? What does that mean? With a shoe on his foot. I've never heard the word shod. Shod before. means wearing a shoe. Okay. I thought for some reason it was going to be like steel-toed, and I was like, Christ. Oh, no. Well, who knows? Maybe, yeah. maybe it did. Anyway, sorry. Shod foot. 
He was sentenced to five to ten years consecutive to the first charge. Mm -hmm. He was found not guilty of the charge of intimidation of a witness, as I mentioned. He was also sentenced to three additional years of probation on the assault and battery charge. He must undergo anger management counseling, and he may never have contact again with Jesse or his family. An appeal by Rodney McRae in 2018 concluded this oddly worded upholding of the original verdict. From this evidence, the jury could have found that the defendant had the intent to touch downs with the pavement in a dangerous fashion. Contrary to the defendant's contention, the Commonwealth did not need to prove that he knew or intended in advance that the pavement would be used during the assault. So they're saying he didn't have to plan in advance to body slam Jesse Mm -hmm. to the pavement, but he just did it. And so the fact that he just attacked him out of nowhere provided enough intent. Well, I'm sorry. Anybody over the age of 10 has hit some body part on concrete at some point in their lives and gotten a really wicked injury from it. That's all I was saying. So like at the big old age of 21... Yeah, you know if you do that to somebody, something really horrible is going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, and you didn't have to be walking all the way down the street saying, I'm going to pick him up and body slam him. The fact that you came up there and started assaulting him, Mm -hmm. that means you already intended to cause him harm. Well, did they ever at any point give a reasoning? Why did they, he look rich? Did they? He did not look rich. He was wearing landscaper's clothing. I just can't think of, maybe he had tools on him. Like, that's the only thing I can think of is, like, maybe they wanted to rob him of some sort. They just wanted to hurt somebody, and he happened to be there. Hmm. So, anyway, (sighs) regarding the upholding of the verdict, the pavement was a dangerous weapon, and the fact that he didn't plan it in advance doesn't mean that he can use that aspect as an appeal. Right. Or a reason to appeal. So this is one of those survivor cases that almost leaves you feeling worse. Because it's probably a medical miracle that Jesse survived it in the first place. He has no memory of what happened, which is probably merciful. Right, that's true. He just woke up in the hospital with a tube in his throat, so at least he doesn't have nightmares about the event. Mm -hmm. But he can't work. He can't do any of the things that he used to enjoy doing. Every step he makes towards regaining any ounce of independence is a huge victory. Melissa seemed to be by his side through it all, and that, for him, was a real blessing. Yeah. Because trying to go through this without her, I don't know, I don't know how he would have gotten there, you know. She said he is a loving and caring man, he's a hard worker, and now he's stuck in a chair and his life has changed drastically and probably forever. Yeah. But the fact is, it is terrifying to me that Ronnie McRae and Roberto Hidalio, I think I said his name wrong earlier, I think I called him Hilario, but it's Hidalio. Okay. Just walked up to some complete stranger and destroyed his body, his mobility, and his life for absolutely no reason at all. Yeah, it's just... I just find these kinds of stories to be so upsetting. Could it even be... You said it's Massachusetts, right? So... I can't imagine there's like a big gang there or anything like that. Could it have well, been like an far... initiation or something like I... that? It's not far from Boston. True. So, so any major city, you're going to have at least some gang activity. Or I'm just wondering. It's possible. It's be. possible, but they didn't imply that. And I would think if he was gang affiliated, he they probably would have had. I think he would have had some sort of prior arrest. I can't think of any reasoning why he would even. He's just a bad human. He's just evil. Yeah, I think he's just evil. And I think that it's amazing that he got to 21 before he got arrested for anything because Mm -hmm. he's just an evil person. And so he's got to be in prison for at least almost 20 years minimum. Mm -hmm. 
up to 25. So he'll be at Plus three years parole. Mm-hmm. So he's a monster, and I'm glad he's put away, but I don't think that Jesse will ever be whole again. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's really lucky, and I'm really happy that he and Melissa had each other before this happened. Yeah. But, you know, that took a huge piece out of both of their lives and the kids. Well, I was going to say, now they have kids, too. I can't imagine how much that adds to your everyday activity. Yeah. Because, I mean, you think yeah. about if you're just the sole caregiver of one person, that's hard enough. But now you're adding, like, a whole other person. Yeah. And well, she was the caregiver, but he was helping a lot with the four kids. Well, yeah. It's and like- now he's not only not helping, now she has to do things for him. So they probably have maybe not a live-in caregiver, but you know that they must have some sort of help coming in. Because I don't know how else. It's just not physically possible. I don't know how they would manage otherwise. Yeah. I'm going to post a photo of Jesse because he's just got the sweetest face. Mm -hmm. He's just got the sweetest face, and you can just see the pain in his eyes. Like, why would anybody do this to me? These random attacks are so terrifying. Like, that could literally happen any second you step outside of your front door. Like, it's just... Yeah, yeah. So that's a real terrible story, and that's why it's a bonus episode, because... I didn't want to use that. It's a happy ending, but it's not a happy ending at the same time. It's happy that he survived. Yeah. But I'm sure that he's making progress, and I'm sure that he is accomplishing things that at first he didn't think he'd ever be able to do again. And that's all I have for you today for episode 47.5. So, guys, thank you for joining us for bonus episode 47.5, and we will see you again this Friday for our regular episode 48. Yep. And until then, bye. Bye.